Welcome to the Parenting with Play podcast. This week, I'm very excited to introduce a fellow hand-in-hand parenting instructor, Chantal Harrison, who lives near me in Sydney. And we're going to be talking about how to help our kids after school when they're being aggressive and antsy. I'm Helena Mooney, and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So welcome, Chantal. So great to have you here. I'd love it if you could explain, you know, introduce yourself a bit more to the listeners and before we dive in. All right. Um, I'm Chantal Harrison, also known as Auntie Ask. Um, I came to Peaceful Parenting about eight years ago um, because I was sort of struggling to find um, simpatico with mainstream sort of methods and I was at a bit of an impasse. And so I, I th- found that and threw myself into that. Um, through that then sort of found AHA Parenting and um, eventually Hand in Hand. And I just found myself quite often just so engrossed in all of it and just loving, um, you know, how practical everything was, how it can be adaptable to every sort of situation. And I found myself answering lots of different questions, um, you know, off the record. And I thought, well, this is something I want to do with my life. I want to be able to share this with my community, with um, the world. And so I uh, qualified as a hand-in-hand parenting instructor in 2017. Um, since then, I've done a lot of um, Facebook Live work with them. I have my own blog at com, which is um, predominantly set up as a question and answer style blog and I love answering um, parent questions and you know really diving into the nuances of each different situation um, because it helps to just really be able to apply things directly to your family but one of the things I love about you know hand-in-hand parenting approach is that um, there is something for each person in there there's there's the, basically hand in hand works for your family rather than you having to adapt your entire family to an approach. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've just sort of really found myself in the ground running with them and, um, and yeah, I just, I love it. I, I just want to be able to help everyone take that pressure off parenting. I think it's something we need to support each other in because it's not well supported. No, no. So, well, thank you. It's so great to yeah. have you here. <laughs> thank you for having me. Let's talk aggressive behaviour after school because have you got yes. both kids in school? <laughs> yes, so mine are seven and t- almost ten now, so yes. <laughs> yes, so you've well experienced what it's like. Yeah. At the time of recording, I've got one in school, one in preschool, three days mm-hmm. a week, but the sim- similar effects for both when they come home. Yeah. So let's talk about what often happens when our kids come home from school. What can they be like? um well sometimes you can tell straight away what kind of day it is (laughs) and it's hard not to say oh what happened in your day because you know the minute they you know well the minute I get up to the school I can I'll have a bag tossed at me let's go or what are we doing this afternoon or <laughs> um, or you're late <laughs> more often it's than that immediate actually. aggro <laughs> yeah. and aggression and, and accusation sort of, that we've yeah. done something wrong <laughs> yeah so um that's often a great um you know a great signal that we've got stuff to work on um it's a mental note to self to to see it like that I think 
Which is hard though, isn't it? Because when we're yeah. there, hello darling, and then we get yeah. things thrown at us, physically or yeah. emotionally, it can be really yeah. tough. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I, I think one of mine's more... Um, open with that like so the the younger one I'll sort of say oh what was your day like today he'll say well it was terrible you know (laughs) sometimes I have to like I have to be careful not to say it because you know even if it was the worst day ever she doesn't want to give me the satisfaction of um yep you're on to me (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah because sometimes they can explain my younger one will explain too but my older Mm. one (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so Yeah, so often, do you want to talk about a bit more what they might happen with them later on or with the parents that you've worked with, what you hear? Common behaviour um, often it is that aggression towards you, but then or the moodiness, the silence, there's so yeah. much that they can show. <laughs> yes, yeah. What's, it's all that. It's sort of like, so it could be, um, you know, then once we get home, it's a door slam. I mean, that question, what are we doing this afternoon is, um, you know, that's every single day. And so... You know, if there's something planned, then that might delay the, the you know, the release, the meltdown, whatever's going to come. Um, but if, God forbid, there's nothing planned <laughs> that afternoon, um, then, you know, it's on. <laughs> we'll start getting the, the full, oh, you know, why? What do we, why can't we do something? Can you call someone? Can you do all that sort of stuff? And I think, you know, the standard, you know, um, response might be to go, oh, what can I do? Like, you know, there must be something I can do rather than go, okay, this, you know, sure they would love to be catching up with a friend or something like that, but it's probably not that. It's probably that they're signaling, yes, I've had a rough day. I need to get all this gunk out. Um, and so if you can sort of switch into that gear, then that can be helpful. But yeah, it comes like that. It often comes in the form of, um, you know, railing on the siblings straight away and, you know, if it's getting in the car straight after pickup, it's like, would you get in the car faster? What's wrong with you? That sort of thing. Um, or it might be, um, can we go to the corner store to get lollies now? And um, yeah. and if you say no, blah, 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 you know, all that sort of stuff. We drive past the petrol um, station and I made the mistake on several occasions of popping in there and going, yeah, sure, I'll get you something. And now, yeah. every time, can we go to the petrol station? Can we go to the petrol station? Yeah. <laughs> it's always that searching for something else. And you're right about, because yes. I often sort of go think about the aggressive behaviour, but you're right, that constantly wanting to be entertained, wanting mm. wanting to do something else, anything else, but be just hanging out quiet yeah. at home. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's that, you know, um, instinct to distract, to just... Um, to not want to deal with, you know, whatever is going on. Um, and I guess the the more you're on top of these things, the, the more that that's almost a fear, like, because they know that if mum gets them home um, where they can, you know, where, where she's going to sit across from them, then the feelings are going to pour out. So it's like, can we find something else, anything else to do apart from having to deal with all the crap that's there? Yes, because feeling the feelings is uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. they're... Oh, trying to do anything yeah. else and it can be really easy to just go okay I'm just going to bang the tv on that'll be easy mm. let's just yeah you know, we'll do that and then of course then there's a meltdown at the end of the tv when you turn that off because yeah the things that haven't <laughs> come out earlier on are now going to come out at the end of the tv um, that's right yeah so what or, yeah go on or, or god forbid you do do the friend thing um and then you know you go like 
all of a sudden I've, I've had these situations where all of a sudden one of them would just come and be like we're leaving and we're never coming back here again <laughs> and I'll be like oh <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have gone anywhere this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, I've had times when I've had friends over and then one of my children will just have a big meltdown and I'm going, yeah, I've really got to deal with my child now, but we've got the friend there and it's like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> or then I find out sometimes the sibling stuff comes to the fore, like the child who's mm. got the friend mm. is then really aggro against the child who doesn't have the friend, generally mm. younger to, uh, um, yeah. sorry, my eldest down to the youngest. And yeah, it can, the feelings are there bubbling to the surface mm. yeah <laughs> and obviously when we come home obviously children can act out because they are hungry so you know it is helpful to yes. give children food yes but to not <laughs> view it that that's the only reason why they're behaving that way mm. because sometimes we can just say well if I just give them food then everything's going to be fine and yes it can help but then there's yeah. still the emotional element to it as well yeah yeah I think it's all, it's so many little bits and pieces as well. Like, um, and particularly I noticed in kindergarten, just all the little things that you can um, sort of just witness. Like, so, you know, I, I've done literacy hour with once a week with them, both of them from the beginning. And I find that actually it's a great little insight into what is happening. You can get some information there that's really helpful. Like I just watched, um, you know, my daughter in kindergarten had a pencil and another child just took the pencil without asking. The other child didn't seem to have thought twice about it, but I just saw this look cross my daughter's face. And I just thought all those little things when you're, you know, five um, yeah. and they feel like a big deal. So say 10 little things like that happen in your day, you could find yourself like absolutely miserable without even really knowing why. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's all those little, little things and it can be, um, you know, um, I always have that sort of heart for the the kid that gets tagged as naughty and all that stuff, even though um, I haven't had that problem with my eldest at all in school. Um, <laughs> that's actually another, another reason why the aggressive behaviours come out in the afternoon as well. So she's an angel at school. Um, and so then, but I've just also noticed that you know, the effect of seeing that, seeing like the one child that's always getting in trouble or the one when the teacher raises their voice at this person, even though it's got nothing to do with them, they still have, there's still a fear, you know, it still strikes up something. I think it still gets that nervous system in a little bit of a state of alert. Um, and so, yeah, that can also add up, all these little things just add up to, you know, feeling, um, I guess, discombobulated and not knowing why. Um, and, in, and yeah, that piece about, um, being good all day. So that's my daughter. And, um, when she comes home more often than not, that's got to have a place to go. Like, you know, she's spending the whole, you know, six hours in high alert trying to impress, um, the teacher and everyone else around. And then, you know, when she gets home, she's absolutely done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they are holding a lot. You're absolutely right. <laughs> those everyday little, those little annoyances, like somebody stealing your pencils without asking, she probably mm. won't even remember that at the end of the day. No. <laughs> as you said, it's, it's, it's one thing after another after another. Mm. And, you know, maybe somebody, they want to play with somebody and they don't want to play with them. And so then they're going, mm. well, they don't play with, you know, there's all of those things and struggling with work. I mean, work, learning new things is really challenging. I, yeah. <laughs> I struggle with things that I want to learn, let alone they're stuck at school sometimes learning things that they don't really want to learn. Yeah. There's so much going on for them. 
Well, that, I think that's what I realised in kindergarten. I sort of thought, oh, you know, it's six hours a day of just like, you know, doing everything you're meant to do, making sure you, you know, you sit up straight, legs crossed, all that sort of stuff all day. And I was like, oh, gosh, I don't think I could do that. And then that, I just had that little light bulb moment of actually I couldn't do that. I was the kid that couldn't do all of that. Ah. <laughs> so, um, so that's another piece that was really interesting in terms of like I, I'm glad that she can do that, but then, you know, that's stressful in and of itself. <laughs> yes, but then that gives, gives you extra empathy Mm. when they do struggle or for the kids that do struggle in those situations because you have a lived experience of it mm. yourself. Yeah. So there's so much going on for them when they are at school that mm. they can, like your daughter, exactly, she holds it together for the six hours or whatever that she is away from you and at school in that environment. Then she comes home, starts to take it out on her younger brother or throws the school bag at you. And, you know, these are mm. all really common scenarios. So instead of looking at ways of distracting them or ignoring them or trying to placate them and trying to fix things what would you recommend instead for when you know you walk to the schoolyard you pick up your darling child and they start (laughs) the aggro straight away what would you recommend to parents when they start to act out like that well I guess um you know the the two best emptiers of all that emotional gunk are obviously laughter and tears. Um, you know, in most sort of mainstream school settings, it's hard to go for tears. They won't want you to go for tears there. So I think it's a time to, to be playful. So, um, you know, it, it might just be, um, you know, if the bag is thrown at you, it's like, oh, hot potato. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm going to throw this back to you. Careful, catch the bag, something like that. Um, or, you know, in terms of the sibling stuff, so if, you know, start to start railing on on the sibling, then you sort of go, oh, you know, how about you pick on someone your own size? Um, you know, why don't you why don't you say that to me? Or you know, and, to invite and um, yes, yeah, that's it. And yeah, exactly, yeah. And then you can also draw in the other sibling, which is another way to bring in connection rather than the disconnection. So you can sort of say, oh, okay, well, you know, so and so's so and so's being mean to mommy, don't you be mean to mommy, don't you call me such and such or don't you um, um, call me, oh, what did you, you know, and that sort of thing. So just trying to find a playful um, outlet um, for that, for that, you know, for those big feelings and big emotions that they've been holding. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's easier when you're on school premises. But um, once you get home, you might sort of um, jump on any sort of indication that they're ready to have big feelings. So like, you know, like I said before, you know, if we're not going anywhere, you know, you might get another one of those once you walk through the door. It's like, how come you haven't organised anything for us to do? And and then you might come in close and go, you know, you really want to go do something, don't you? Yes, I do. You know, you're horrible. Why don't you organise something? It's like, yeah, it's hard. I know you really love seeing your friends. And just wait for the emotional outburst to come from there. And, um, you know, tears... I think tears are the the easiest path when it comes to what we call stay listening in hand in hand parenting, which is um, you know meeting big emotions with um, empathy and with understanding. Um, so that's probably the most common and easiest way that you stay listen. But sometimes it can be anger, it can be rage, it can be physical rage. So um, particularly with older children, when this is new, that's most likely what it's going to be. So you may get uh, you know start to get some hitting or kicking and you just keep yourself safe um, but you listen to it in the same way like, like 
you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm here right now. And, you know, they may say, oh, we have to go somewhere. We're not going somewhere. I know that's hard. And just let them, you know, rail against that, that, you know, the reality of, of what you are doing this afternoon or whatever it is. And um, the more they can get out those big feelings, the more relieved they're going to feel afterwards. And yeah, it, it's working on how they are yeah. afterwards, after you've... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that could go on <laughs> for, for some time. Um, they, they will sort of get to a point where, you know, they've, they've done as, as much as they're going to or they can in that period and as much as you can handle in that period as well. Um, and so afterwards, it, it varies from child to child. You may get the real... Um, you know, ideal textbook sort of response of like them coming in and saying, oh, okay, mum, well, let's do something or, you know, this or that. But um, you may just notice that things just have shifted. More, more than likely, you'll just sort of notice a slight shift. They've accepted that this is what's happening or this is what's not happening. Um, and, you know, they'll move on to something, but move on to something with a little bit less of that charge that they had initially when you yeah. started that process. Yeah. Yeah, because then what you're doing about, you're so you're you're pouring all the empathy and going I really understand that you want to do this but we're still not going to do it mm. you know and on mm. and so when children feel hurt well, when we all feel hurt then we can sort of relax or offload you know the upset that we're feeling but by bringing yeah. that gentle limit going you know when I'm not in the case of wanting to uh, you know organize play dates with lots of friends you know you can set that limit going well, we're not gonna do that today but then you're still being available to listen to the feelings rather than going, oh, for goodness sake, you had a play date yesterday and you've got one tomorrow and you're doing all this stuff and you've been busy all day. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to jump into either justifying why us as parents are not doing something and expecting a children yeah. to just get on with it and, you know, suck it up. Um, or yeah. to then go, okay, well, maybe if I call so-and-so, I'll, I'll just call so-and-so now and have that sort of panicked response of trying to mm. think Whereas what you're saying, which is so lovely, it's just to sort of recognise what's going on, what's actually going on for your child and what they're actually needing, which is not that constant distraction, but to bring the warmth yeah. of you acknowledging their feelings, which I just think is so special. And I, th I think it's, um, you know, it does seem like, um, and because it's what we're used to as well, it does often seem like the path of least resistance is to do all of those things that you described. Yes. Um, but... <laughs> You, you, you can't know until after you've sort of gone to the other into the other gear. It actually can be. It, it, it's actually easier to go down that path because those responses you're still going to deal with all of it. But you've just um, delayed that whole process. That's all. Um, and so sometimes you can add to it as well by going into that zone. So the the more you can just go, okay, right now this feels super hard, <laughs> but I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to try this approach. You like more often than not, you'll find, okay, it felt hard to get going in the beginning, but uh, afterwards and, you know, for the rest of the evening, you'll be happier with that approach. So much easier. Cause sometimes I find, with mine that they'll start off going, well, I don't want to do this. And then you go, oh, sweet, we're not going to do that. And I know you really want to do that. And then they'll suddenly jump, well, I want to do this. And then, and then sort of they jump from one thing to another and they, you know, want to play with their friends. And then suddenly they'll, oh, no, I want to go to the park or then I want to watch TV. And it's just like, oh, that's clearly, <laughs> they're just jumping from one thing to the other thing because they've just got so much pent up and they're just like, oh, I don't know what to do with themselves. And so wanting these other things to, 
distract themselves yeah. from how they're feeling was you know actually what you're saying is then if they if we can move in and listen sort of early on in the in the, affair, mm. in the afternoon after school yeah and it just makes the whole rest of the afternoon evening so much easier and more enjoyable because they're not carrying all that stress because they've had that chance to to offload it with you mm. Yeah. And it's helpful to actually, um, to be able to reframe that in your mind as well. So when like, you know, whining and things like that, that are such bugaboos for all of us, if you can look at it that way. Okay. So if they're jumping from this to that, which, you know, we probably all can relate to that idea, go, Oh my gosh, you know, that, and then it's this and it's, if you can see that go, Oh, hang on. When that happens, I know that's a signal that it's got nothing to do with this, that and the other. Cause I've got like about five different things that they want. It's like, no, actually what they really want is a moment to just let off all that pent up energy and all that, you know, whatever that they've got to get rid of. So it's actually just, it makes it, you can sort of um, take the edge off it for you as well, because that's what it comes down to with most of the stuff is, is how you're feeling, um, with your, the behavior, what you're thinking in your head and that sort of thing. So if you see those things as a, oh, oh, yay, I see exactly what I need to do here, then it feels easier to get there. It feels easier to get to that point and, and just know what you're doing because <laughs> I think part of um, the hardest part of parenting is never knowing what you're doing. So anything that makes you feel like, oh, I know exactly what I can do here <laughs> is like gold. Because <laughs> most of the time I'm going, I've really got no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have that understanding going, okay, they don't actually, there's not a strong need for them to play with a friend. They've, they've mm. been away all day. They don't need to have a friend. Maybe they need to have something to eat, but they don't need to watch TV right now. What, mm. There's something bubbling up underneath that they, they actually need to offload that. And um, yeah. But sometimes I think as parents, we can also want to jump in and go, well, why are you feeling like this? What's happening at school? Mm. Is something mm. going wrong? Um, and we try and sort of pump our children for information about their day when they don't want to talk about it and yeah. um, they can shut down. So to know that there's, we can help them with their emotions and their feelings rather than them having to talk about what's going yeah. on. And that's definitely my biggest, um, yeah, problem is I'll often be like, you know, I'll even sometimes find myself saying, Oh, what happened today? Or who did you play with today? Almost straight away. Like, cause I just know, but yeah, it, that's, it's not helpful. And, and I know in particular with my daughter, you know, the minute I do that, I've just kind of made it so much harder for both of us. Cause she does, she doesn't want to be, um, psychologized or like, um, so, so it's like, okay, you know, if you can sort of resist that urge and, um, and, and maybe even pre prepare before you go to pick up, um, just know those common things that do come up sort of go, okay, so this is how I'm going to greet my child. I read something recently about when you say goodbye and when you pick them up as well is, um, instead of saying, have a good day, you say, I look forward to seeing you this afternoon. Um, because there's so many things that have a good day could mean and, and it's undue pressure, all that sort of stuff. So instead of saying something like that, say, you know, I look forward to seeing you this afternoon. And then when you pick them up, instead of how was your day, say, um, oh, I'm, I'm so glad to see you again, or I've missed you today. It's, it's lovely to, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so I think, yeah, going in with those sorts of plans and going, okay, so today I'm going to do that instead. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like that because then it's, it's welcoming. It's free because we, because one of the, you know, con contributors to them sort of bit getting more pent up the feelings is that they have been separated from us. And of course that's 
great because they're having a good time with their friends but there's still that sense of separation from us so to have that reconnection because and then to hear our delight at the reconnection with them mm. I'd love it so everybody's you know said to me yeah. oh it's so nice you know you always feel really warm and fuzzy when somebody says that they're delighted yeah. again so to, to bring yeah. that to our children rather than the so how was your day and who did you I do those little things as well yeah <laughs> they're happy to answer them and other mm. times, like, I don't know, don't know what I did, don't know who yeah. I played with. I'm like, really? It was two <laughs> hours ago, surely you can remember. But it's just because <laughs> And also, yeah. when they are sort of in that, mm, you know, they've been holding their emotions and they're sort of upset and they've been trying to get antsy with us, it's in a very different part of the mind, isn't it, brain, to mm. the intellectual and the logical and the thinking about what they did. So, Sometimes by doing that, we're sort of drawing them out of their emotions, which actually isn't really helping them either. Mm, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you'll find, um, it took me a while again to sort of reframe it, you know, sometimes you'll be, you know, you'll have asked all the questions they don't answer them or anything like that. And then like maybe an hour later, they start to tell you a long-winded story about this or that or whatever, and you sort of think, oh, you know, like is this, but it's like that's when they're telling you, that's when they're letting you in on the day and it may seem trivial or, or it may seem like, you know, not particularly engaging. But if you can, again, switch gears to, okay, now they're letting me in on their day. Now they feel comfortable enough to tell me what's happened in their day or um, this was interesting to them or this was, you know, the highlight of, of their lunchtime. Um, you can go, okay, this is a connection point. This is where they're connecting with me. They're letting me in. And any time that they'll do that and you're there, you're 100% there, then that opens up the floor for more of that, more of that deep connection, more of them talking yeah you know it's I used to say to people oh, my my child never tells me anything and all that sort of stuff yeah and and then I, I realized no 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 we like she'll sit there and tell me for like 10 minutes about this this and we'll go off on all these different tangents but I'm like no that's her telling me stuff yeah. so the more I can be open to that the more she's gonna be likely to tell me the bigger things the, the things that I find juicy that's what she finds juicy <laughs> yes and some of those times can be quite inconvenient. They can be, <laughs> I'm just cooking dinner and you're telling me now I've just got to do this or just before bed when you're going, oh, come on, I need you to go to sleep because I really want to go. But you're right, those are the magic times when they're willing to tell us, which often isn't, you know, on the walk or in the car on the way home. Mm. So I think it's really important that as parents, we're sort of prepared, aren't we? We've got that mentally. So often it's, you know, people can be rushing from work and going to, do pick up and it's like, oh, God, I've got to get there on time and then sort of rush, rush, rush. But it's helpful. What would you advise to parents, you know, when they are going to go and collect their kids from school or from any activity where they've been away from you, but largely school? Um, I, th I think it is a good just to have that, that idea of a ritual in mind. So, like, what is your reconnection ritual? Have that, um, that intention and, and see, you know, whether it is just saying, you know, I've missed you today or it's lovely to see you again today or, you know, it maybe come up with a secret handshake or something, you know, something that's just a real like, okay, this is our symbol of reconnection after a big day. Um, and you could probably go really wild with that. Like each family could come up with something. You could even sit down and talk about, you know, when I pick you up from school, let's have our this that we do or that that we do. Um, and, yeah, just something that really just symbolises that reconnection after the big break. That's gorgeous. Mm. Yes, to view it as a ritual. And then that places 
sort of a, a lovely emphasis on it rather than it just being another chore that we have to do as parents mm -hmm. oh, go pick up now you know um but to view it more yeah as a ritual i really like that idea of thinking about it but it also requires us to then sort of be more prepared and to to not sort of go right get in the car we've got to go because often sometimes you're rushing off to other mm. and that sort of disrupts them and um and to sort of start drilling them with questions as soon as we pick them up but just to give them that space and then to be aware that those signals to look out for those signals so they've got big feelings there that are ready to come up and out yeah it's always i think forewarned is forearmed <laughs> yes and to prepare for it and, and to not realise that there's anything wrong with our children if they are having a meltdown, you know, after school with us or they are starting to be aggressive. Mm. They're not being rude or disrespectful of us because they're taking it out on us. They're just like your daughter, holding it together for six mm. hours, being really, in inverted commas, mm. good at school. And then she just needs an outlet. Yeah. Our kids need that outlet. And it's far better yeah. for them to do that with us than to be taking mm. it out cool and it's a you know it's a sign of that safety and connection like they, they won't do that unless they feel safe enough to do that so again something to remember and, and feel better about when it's all happening um is that yeah so that they wouldn't be able to do that unless they knew that that you're the safe base that, that you're going to be able to meet those feelings with love yes because they're not going to behave in the way that to their teachers as they are to us mm -hmm. and patty whitfler who for those of you um, founded hand in hand and developed this approach really beautifully. She describes it as a backhanded compliment that you know <laughs> it shows just how much they love us. <laughs> they, they, they take their feelings, upset feelings out on us. <laughs> so before we wrap up, any other suggestions that you have for parents when they do pick up their slightly antsy or aggressive children from school? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I mean, more often than not, you know, um, aggress aggressive behaviour comes from, yeah, but needing to release and, and also needing a safe place to plant aggression. So I think rough housing is always a good way to, a good healthy way to get out those feelings. So um, it might be like I try to do when I do special time, which is, you know, that one-on-one -on -one delight at playtime, I usually tag a bit of rough housing on the end of that just so that we have that one-on-one. -on -one. But it's also something you can do as a family. So maybe, you know, if, if you've got uh, more than one carer in your household, um, when the other carer comes home, you could organise like a family game of stacks on where you're also piling on the top of each other on the bed or you might do a quick um, chase the parent around the house sort of thing. Um, with any rough housing, you're always going to be the bumbling fool and the kids are the you know the glorious victors they they're always going to um win and triumph um whilst you look you know as silly as possible because it's about um that power dynamic it's about switching it around they've been at school uh doing everything they've been told to do for six hours um someone else is in charge there's a hierarchy even within the social structures and things like that so they need a chance um to be rough and for it to be safe and encouraged and also for um, them to, to win every time, no matter what. Um, there's plenty of times that they can experience the reality of not always winning. With you, it's, it's the place where they can always triumph, always um, be the one in power and in control. So 
I think that's yeah. a great way to, and, and it's just also a nice way to get the family together before, you know, the bedtime routine or whatever. And a, a lot of people do um, swear by roughhousing before bedtime. You know, you can decide how you feel about that, whether you want to put it a little quiet a bit before or right before. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still a bit on the tentative side, but I know so many people say it's great just before yeah, bedtime. <laughs> yeah, that's part of our bedtime thing. Yeah. Yeah. But to maybe do it sort of when you come home. And I think mm. it's noticing because sometimes when we get home from school or, you know, picking up after after school care, we just we've got things to do. So we'll just go, right, I've just got to get dinner on. And we think, okay, I'll come back to my child being antsy. I'll just sort of distract them and, and come back to it while I get these important things done. But if you can do like a bit of rough housing or special time or even just some sort of way to connect and um, maybe listen to upset feelings or maybe bring the play early on, it's going to make your evening so much better rather than thinking, okay, I'll, I'll just do this first and get to mm. it. I love roughhousing. It's yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Humble play. Yeah. I never thought that that was part of parenting. I think I thought well, it was just I think it's worthy to note that it does scare some parents. So you can like do simple things like if you so on the bed with that where you all pile on each other, that's probably not too um, daunting for people. Like because a lot often people say, you know, they're quite um, delicate and, and the children have gotten big and things like that. So it's it's um, one of those things that they can be f- fearful of. Or pillow fighting is another sort of safe one. Or you can also just pretend like you know, sort of dance around contact. So you know. It's like you always just escape out of them, or it's a, a running sort of thing where you, you you catch the the pole instead of the kid and things like that. So you can dance around what's what feels safe for you and what feels comfortable for you starting out on roughhousing. Yeah, and yeah, hopefully you find yeah. Because I know some parents take their kids to the playground after school because it helps them to run off, you know, the energy that they've been mm. having to contain while they've been sitting down. But you know, it's a good way, perhaps before leaving the playground to then do a quick chasing game, which isn't, doesn't yeah. have to be too physical, but it gives children that sense of power. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So thank you again. So it's been so lovely to have you today and I've learned, I'm going to take away the ritual thing with me when I pick up my daughter this afternoon. Can you just remind everybody again, how they can find out more about you? Sure. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I am Auntie Ask at www.auntieask.com. I also have a Facebook page, Auntie Ask. Um, it's set up as a question and answer style blog. Um, so I love any questions you've got. I can answer them anonymously if you'd like. And I just, I love to be able to help other families with their you know, particular issues or questions. So, yeah. oh, you've helped you've helped me and no doubt everybody who's listening today so thank you so much oh thank you i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released and i would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing.